Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me right here at my little corner of the internet here at the intersection of faith and culture. Today, I'm going to be talking with a friend of mine, Lanissa James, is, uh, is joining me today. Lanissa is an amazing human being. She and I share a lot of things in common. She also has seven children, five girls and two boys, and they range in age from eight to 26. We're going to be talking today about family and the need to have God at the center of your home and what a a godly legacy looks like. This is the Heidi St. John podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. I want to remind you that we've got some really great things coming up for you here at Firmly Planted Family. You can check out those events at firmlyplantedfamily.org. And I am just getting ready to hit the road for my speaking season. I'm going to be all over the country this spring and into the early summer. So check it out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. My brand new women's Bible study, we're going to be talking about the bad girls in the Bible, four of them in particular, uh, Delilah and Potiphar's wife. This is the woman without a name. We're going to be talking a little bit about what it looks like. What what can we learn? God put these women in the Bible. Let's learn from them. So we spent a little bit of time talking about 10 extraordinary women in the Bible. And uh, for the next month, we're going to be looking at what we can learn from women who's, who led lives that were a little less than extraordinary. But it's going to be great. You guys can join me. And uh, I would love for you to do that at faiththatspeaks.com. All right. I am really excited about my guest today, Lanissa James is on the show with me. She is wife to Lorenzo. She she has been serving the homeschool community. I actually met her through the work that the Homeschool Legal Defense Association is doing, and we just hit it off right away. I love this woman's spark, and I love her passion for Christ and for homeschooling, and I invited her to dish with me about all things family and legacy. Lanissa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. I'm excited to be here. It is such a girlfriend. <laughs> so good, so good. I I want to uh, I want to jump right into this because you guys have been homeschooling now for a long time. Yes, it's your first time on the show, and um, as I'm kind of coming into a new season of my life. Uh, and I'm looking back now, I'm starting to, like, I just did a show with Rachel Carmen a couple of weeks ago about the empty nest, like, cause I'm, I can see it now from here, right? For a long time, I couldn't see it. And people would say, oh, honey, just hang on. It's going to go by so fast. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Don't like, wait for that, right? It's not going fast, not going fast enough. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh, for goodness sake, like, that happened really fast. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Did you always, I always ask this question, did you always want to be a homeschool mom? Wow. No, I was called to such a time as this, right? Yep, me My too, husband, yep. Lorenzo and I, we, we're about to celebrate 29 years of marriage this uh, next Aww. month. And we're so excited. But we really started things with uh, infertility. So I'm the Hannah, okay? So I kind of started okay. Hannah in the Bible, crying out to the Lord. And I just believe that that time really strengthened our marriage, our relationship, mm. and it equipped me for the time that I'm in right now. Right. Yeah. Because we went from not being able to have any children to having one dealt with some infertility in between the two. They're like four years apart. And then they okay. kept coming and coming and coming. <laughs> <laughs> children are the heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is your reward. Bless it. <laughs> and, and I am just so in awe of what the Lord has done. 
in our house. Mm. Just, it's so precious to me. They're such precious gifts and they're on loan, you know? And so That's right. as, as time goes on now, I have, you know, I say, tell people I have five drivers and, you know, now they're all growing so up, crazy. right? It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. And Heidi, don't you it love is. it when people say, oh, you have a lot of kids. I'm so concerned. But when you get to the other side of that, you're like, my help has yeah. helped. Right. Like I have oh, man. so many people in my life. It's the James party of nine. And and we've loved <laughs> it. So we didn't know what the Lord was doing. But check this out. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a heavenly seven. My great grandmother had seven children. Really? And I didn't know that I was going to be that gal. I didn't have my first child. Till I was 29 and I had my last child. All right. I'm putting my business out here at 46. Come on, girl. 46, friend. 46. How was that? So I had my last at 41. And I, I, (laughs) I thought, I mean, I had a great pregnancy in my forties. I feel like people, you know, they, they scare women today, right? Because when you go in and what is it? 35 that they start telling you that you're advanced Jerry, what your maternal, what do they call you? It's like basically you're geriatric at that point at 35. Yeah. Advanced maternal age. That's what it is. What was it like for you to have a baby? Precious. Just the Lord showed up on so many levels. And would you agree? You're just not the same parent when you were having kids in the 20s versus what you're having. Absolutely not. No. And my older kids are frequently reminding me. Oh, I bet. What? (laughs) What? How how come she's getting away with that? I would never have gotten away with that. And I was like, listen, (laughs) thanks for playing the uh, Who's Your Mother show. Right. And I just learned that that is not a hill I want to die on. I died on it with you. Please forgive me. I will not die on it with her. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, because you learn what's important. Yeah. Like, There's just some things that we thought were important when we were younger that weren't. And as we're older, we realize, oh, hey, more, you know, more intention more and, and more attention needs to go to other areas. That's right. So here we are. And then 40s, you're just it's it's precious. It's kind of like you're the grandmother, but you're the mother, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, and there's all this experience now. Yes. And I think you. Uh, you appreciate it more. I feel like our youngest daughter is sort of keeping me relevant, right? Sort of keeping me young, sort of in the game. And Lanister, I want to know what you think about this because I feel like God's been putting it on my heart lately to just speak this into the lives of parents. Like anyone can start strong, right? You know, we can start strong. We have the best of intentions. Nobody gets married thinking, I'm just going to neglect my marriage. That's right. No one gets, no one has children thinking, I'm going to burn out and and not care if my kid, you know, comes in by curfew or whether or not we read the Bible with our kids. It's anyone can start strong. It's harder to finish strong. And you're at that place right now. How do you keep yourself um, strong in the Lord so that you don't grow weary and and well-doing? Because I do think that's a thing. You and I both have 20 years between our oldest and our youngest. Yes. And I feel like I ask the Lord on the regular, Lanessa, on the regular, I'm like, Father, help me. Yes. Help me finish strong. Yes. Pray, praying without ceasing is a regular part of your day when you know that, you know, all of our days are numbered, right? Teach mm-hmm. us, Lord, to, to number our days and understanding that when you have multiple kids, understanding that you have the younger one who just loves you and sees life in such childlike yeah. eyes. Isn't it precious? Yes, and then you so have good. older ones who are saying, she didn't do that with me. And wow, she's a different yep, woman. Yep. God can change her, right? Or whatever it is they're saying about you. It's just precious. Yeah. And then, of course, I told you off off camera, you know, about my grandmother, who's 91. So yeah. 
you know, I love homeschooling. Homeschooling gives us the, the freedom to, to school our way. And part of it is including the time with their grandmother. And I did this mm-hmm. on my husband's side too. He recently lost both of his parents and he's a, uh, an only child. And those wow. days are precious, I tell you. So now we're ba- just bathing in the beauty of their grandma, their great grandmother, my grandmother, just saying whatever she's saying. We're going and doing whatever she needs because I believe that that's education. That's legacy there to just come alongside and just see what's on her heart. And it's never a dull moment. It's never a dull moment. No, I bet. Well, and she's got, she has life experiences. And can you imagine through the eyes of someone who's in their nineties, so many changes that they have lived through, right? So I heard it said the other day that this generation that we're uh, the young generation, you know, so like the 12 year olds, 15, 18 year olds, this is the first fully digital generation. And you and I are the last fully analog generation. And so imagine what your grandmother has lived to see. Yes. Yes. And how it all comes out. And, you know, the older you get, the less, you know, the less you make, you're concerned about it being pretty, right? You just, it just blurts out. Right. And I love that. I I can do a lesson all around what we call her nanny. I can do a lesson all around what nanny said. You're like, what does she mean by that? (laughs) (laughs) All by itself. Oh, it's so good. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I know that um, as we, you know, when you you have the gift now of perspective, right? So you can look back on homeschooling your children. And I'm really curious, there's a lot of people listening to this who are still kind of at the jumping off place. Maybe they're like, I don't know if I'm going to homeschool my kids or not. Uh, maybe they're saying, you know, I don't, I maybe don't have the the temperament for it, or, you know, we're a single income family, which I think is the vast majority of, of homeschooling families can relate to that. But as you look back, over all these years now, what are some of the takeaways that you love to tell to parents? Hey, don't miss this. The relationship. Don't miss the relationship. Don't underestimate the power behind your children seeing who you are. You know, I I grew up and my mom is a single mom and she was at work all day. And so I didn't, I knew my mom, but I didn't know my mom. Right. Yeah. Like we, we've got long learned, got a chance to know each other as a, you know, me being a, a young adult and an adult. But when I was a kid, I, I didn't see her. And we cannot mm-hmm. underestimate the relationship behind your kids getting a chance to see you all the time. So people say to me all the time, oh, my goodness, you have your kids with you all day. Oh, my God. I could never right. do that. I could never do that. I could yeah. never yeah. do that if I had a quarter for every yeah. time someone said that to me. Oh, me too. Girl. But yes. it's precious time. And and guess what? I think that the character building starts there. It's they yeah. see you. They see you when you're happy. They see you when you're sad. They see you in the challenges. They see you in your pivot. They see. And so now, you know, the parent, the Lord is allowing you to be the model instead of these other people, right? These other people. Who are these people? Yeah. They were not in labor and delivery. Did you see them in labor and delivery? 
Like, <laughs> tell me what to do with my children. And I didn't see you in labor and delivery. If you weren't invited yeah. to labor and delivery, then your opinion doesn't matter with my children. <laughs> right? So I got and some of, and some of the guys that were there, I'm like, nope. I don't want your opinion anymore. Exactly. Thanks for playing. I have a lovely parting gift for you. I can take it from here. Exactly. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, so yeah. It's precious. It's just precious. So the yeah. relationship, the answer to your question is relationship is one. And the second one is I think sometimes uh, homeschoolers get worried about not knowing all the subjects. Uh, you know, I'm not the chemist. I'm not the, you know, biologist. Right. I, you know, I can't do yeah. algebra. I hated algebra in high school. Right. How could I possibly? Yeah. Right. But the joy of them watching how you learn. I tell my kids, I can't teach you everything. I can teach you how to learn. I can teach you how to learn. And and we can learn together. So it doesn't mean you have to have all the answers. There's outsourcing. There are things that you can do to still be able to be the authority. One of the things that I said in um a newscast that I was in is that it's kind of like the teachers know everything and the parents know nothing. I think that, that yep. that's an attack on the relationship with you and your child. Yes. Like, and don't we see it? You know, you, you see the children who rise up against their parents and say, well, they don't know. Right. Just because they don't know the answer to the algebra question. Right. And right, we right. just abort the, the important part about honor your mother and your father. So that your days live long. You live long days. How can you live long when you have kids who come against their their parents? So that's just my two cents. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And I I wonder, you know, my uh, view on home education has changed a lot over almost 30 years of doing it, right? But I think one of the one of the big pitfalls for the newer generation coming up is they have access to so many things, right? So you can go into a homeschool conference instead of here's, you know, a math curriculum is like, here's 47 math curriculums. Here's 700 ways that you can teach your child, you know, uh, prepositions and how to diagram a sentence. And, you know, this poor woman's head is exploding. And I I said to, uh, I think it was Ann Miller over at Heave one year, I said, you know, Ann, I think what you guys need is for the new homeschoolers, I think you just need to hand out barf bags at the door. Like when you start to get overwhelmed, just, you know, just breathe into the bag, right? Because the, it is overwhelming, it is. right? But it, it but it doesn't need to be. Lenisser, how would you counsel um, a mom, given the fact that you've got all this experience now and you've got several children in their 20s and you guys homeschooled all the way through, how would you, how, how can you talk uh, homeschool mom down out of retreat because you guys have also one of the things I I find so amazing and, and wonderful about you is you also have had a very healthy academic pursuit in your home. So talk to the mom and dad who are trying to find that balance and really focus on keeping God the center of their home and loving on their family and that, that relationship that you were just talking about and then not getting overwhelmed by the academics but yet still doing it. Yes. I coined this phrase called kitchen to college. And if Ooh, I we, like that. If we focus in on what we're doing in the kitchen and let that be the focus of of the big rocks that we put in, right? Yep. We want yep. we want we want God to be a part of it. We're not just gonna let people, you know throw us anything. You know, we want uh, humility to be a part of it, you know, willing to learn new things and understanding what it takes. Just whatever those big rocks are, you're right, there are a lot of choices out there. But in my opinion, there are only a few choices when you decide what's most important. 
Um, do you want your kid online the whole time? I'm a fan that I don't want my kids scrolling through the internet. Me either. I agree. I, yeah. You know, it's not good for him. It's not. So I'm the BC girl before computers, right? It's like, Come on. throw me books and paper. I mean, like, I'm going to yep. need you to write out that math problem. Let me get you some graph paper. You know, so mm-hmm. once you start putting in the big rocks about what it is in your kitchen, in your home, that's most important for your homeschool, now you can narrow it down. Now your, your, your choice is not so big in terms of mm-hmm. curriculum. Because now you're saying, hey, I want books and paper, right? I need pencils. You know, I I don't want to be online all day or whatever it is. So those are the big, I want to unpack this because it's so, so good. So when you, when you're saying figure out what the big rocks are, there are some people who are like, wait, what does she mean? Like, I know what you mean, but I want to unpack it a little bit because it's so important, right? You're trying to, I'm picturing this big glass jar and we, there's all these things we want to fit into it, but you've got to put the big things in first and then you can pour the smaller things on, on top. So what would be a big thing versus what is a, a smaller thing, a pebble that you can throw in at the end? Right. So biblical worldview is a big rock. You you know, being Christ-centered, yes. making sure that, you know, if, if that's what's important, then that's the rock that should go in first. And understanding that you're not just picking curriculum, but you're vetting curriculum. You're making sure that the theology is right, right? And that yes, it, it yes. aligns with what... What it is that you're teaching in your home. That's a big rock. So it's not just picking a math or English or science. You know, I love it when people find out that the curriculum that they had wasn't tied to the people who they thought it was tied to. Right. And right. you find out after years of using it, right. Put the big rock in, do your homework, make sure you have a, a yeah. solid curriculum that teaches Bible, right. Your apologetics, those things are important. And then you begin to say, um, you know, when you think about the classical method, then you begin to add in your writing and add in your literature. So you know what you're reading, add in your math and add in your history and add in your science and and making sure that it's centered. So like you said, when those little pebbles go in, they're fine. You know, you don't mind. Like my son, he's doing a construction management course because he's um, headed to college and he's going to be doing uh, a business administration. He's a senior, but he's also going to be doing carpentry. So one of the little rocks around was how he wants to be a builder and and learn how to build and et cetera, et cetera. But that is not more important than the big rock. You know, that's right. And so I think sometimes we put in those little pebbles first, Heidi, we put in those little pebbles first, and then when there's a jolt in our culture, then we're trying to mm-hmm. put the big rock in, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then it's late. Then you're wondering why it doesn't fit or why you're getting so much rejection from your children. You know, the Bible so says train up the, a child in the way they should go, right? And I'm not yeah. saying that kids are not going to waver. We know we're all human, right? But understand that if mom and dad will do their job, there's days where other things maybe won't get done because we need to address something, you know, a devotional that we've been working on or, or character issue that we need to address that really impacts your ability to be effective in that, right? Yeah. To be effective in or to have integrity on the assignment that I'm asking you to bring back. So I'm never afraid of being able to put the big rocks in. And, you know, we're just, we're loving what the Lord is doing in our lives right now. You know, we have the fourth yeah. we're heading off to college and, uh, we love we love our kids now. How about they become young adults that you actually love? Like, yeah. imagine that, right? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. 
Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah. My daughter's yeah. on her way to a missions trip in uh, El Salvador. So she's going to be leaving and she's, um, you know, working with the Campus Crusade. And I'm so excited about the Bible studies and the people that she's connecting with. She's being very intentional. But you know what? Glory to God. Those are the things that she's seen me do along the way. So it's an expectation, right? Because kids mm-hmm. mimic. I think the hardest part about being a mom and a dad, and it's humbling, is that your children are a mirror of who you are. Oh, it's so good. They're a mirror. And as much as we want to separate ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly, hey, mom and dad had something to do with. And we can't distance ourselves. So sometimes, you know, when there's something showing up in my daughters and my sons, I have to look at myself first. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's okay. me, oh Lord. And and understanding what is going on in the home that impacts the children. And I think that's what we're seeing in the culture today. You know, it's the children who are going through, but guess what? Their parents are too. Yeah, it's are. true. It's true. And I, I think there are so many cultural things happening right now that are pulling at the family, right? We see uh, so much of a direct aim at the traditional roles of father and mother. We're watching as uh, parents who are finally starting to wake up about what's happening in the government schools. They go to you know school board meetings and the Biden administration is going to call them a domestic terrorist, right? Because after all, that's not your business. And we're realizing now just how important, how crucial it is that we are engaging. I, I want to ask you about this because you guys, uh, 29 years of marriage, that's that's uh, that's impressive. And especially when you got all those kids in there, <laughs> all those kids in there. Uh, I, I have often said over the years, because Jay and I will be celebrating our 35th anniversary this summer. And nice. I've often said over the years that you can't pass on what you don't possess. That's right. And it it's the same thing in our homes. How important is it? And how do you do this when you have, when you, you know, you're in the busy, busy years, right? Let's say that, you know, all seven of your kids still home, very, very taxing really on a mother because the moms are the ones who are doing the lion's share of the homeschooling and trying to keep the house going. And then your husband comes home from work and you're just like, you know what, catch you on the flip side. I'm so tired. I can't even have a conversation with you right now. And then you wake up one day and you haven't nurtured that relationship, that primary relationship in the home. How important is it, Lenissa, that you take time to nurture your marriage, even during the homeschool years? Because I bet you and I both have friends that have sacrificed their marriages on the altar of homeschooling, yep. right? Because they felt like this was the more, more important thing. And we forget to honor God's priorities. It's what you said earlier before we started recording when I said, hey, what's on your heart? And you said, it's God, it's family, it's legacy, uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, God's word as it relates to nurturing your marriage, even in the middle of homeschooling. Yes, yes. Let no man put asunder on the relationship of husband and wife. And they're watching you. And essentially, you're teaching them. Like, Heidi, I don't yes. know where your kids or older kids are in terms of if they're married, et cetera. But Three of mine are married. Nice, nice. Yes. I have some yes. available. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, we should talk. I, I still have some available. We oh. definitely should talk. <laughs> the marriage is the center. It's not the children that's the center. It's the marriage that's the center. Right. That's right. And, 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 and our relationship, my husband. OK, so he is a retired 33 year narcotics detective. OK. Wow. I bet he's got some stories. Whew. 
And so, like you said, I've been here and he's been out. He's now retired and he's home more. It's exciting. But I, I had to learn the hard way that making sure that I took care of what he needed. Yeah. I'll tell you this crazy story. It's a crazy story. I don't know why I'm telling it, but I think it'll it'll bless some people. So I'm calling him and, you know, we've always been in a, a co-parenting. He's always wanted to be a part of everything. So yes. it was his day to kind of be at the soccer game or the pickup. I don't know what it was. And I was calling him and say, hey, I haven't heard from you. Uh, hey, are you picking up from soccer? Like, that's my break, right? You talked about that, right? That's my only Right, 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 right. Mama needs a break. Right. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're going to ram this door and blah, yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah. And I'm going to be by and blah, blah, blah. Don't worry. Don't worry. And I thought, and the Holy Spirit said that day, don't stop that, Melissa. Stop that. Like, come on. Like, you know, my my whole coin is joyful mother of, a ch- of children. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Praise mm-hmm. ye the Lord. And, and and from that day forward, it was one of my, you know, we get weak moments. We're, we're, we're here and you're here with all the children. But the Lord come said, on. don't, don't, don't compromise. The, re- the responsibility as as the man being head of the house and his responsibilities and and shirking your role. And so I've been the person who's been the joyful mother. You know what I mean? I think that's what's yeah, going on. That. It's like it's not even it's not even in, in it's not faddish anymore. It's not a fad to love your children and be with them, want to be with them all day. Now, all of a sudden, they yeah. get something wrong with you. Right. Like you. Right. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah, I want to be with my kids all day. And I and and that relationship with my husband has a lot to do with my joy to answer my call. That's right. You know, and so that I don't come to him like, you know, I hate being your wife. I hate being the mother of all your children. I'm so. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is what's glamorized right, though, right now. You know, I mean, I I see so many mothers who can't wait to put their kids back in school yep. that, you know, you know, they're always talking about how it's wine o'clock. Like I'm just so sick of my kids. I can't wait to sit down and go, you know, plow myself through three quarters of a bottle of wine yeah. because my life is so difficult. And the kids are so hard. And I yeah. love what you just said, because it's something God's been putting on my heart this year. And I've really been just, I pray this over my children, my adult children, especially father, fill them with joy. It's a fruit of the yes. spirit, right? Yes. It's the unmistakable sign of the presence of God at work in your life. And I want my kids to know that I loved being with them. Not that every day is, is wonderful. And I'm, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Lenezer, but I have yelled at my kids. There have been moments yes. when I have been less than ideal as a mother. Uh, <laughs> you know, the old but, saying, if you lie about that, you'll lie about anything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Like, and I know my kids will, my kids are going to wrap me out anyway. So I might as well just wrap myself out. It's just easier. It's less painful. Tell it. But I, I do think there's something to be said. And I love that you said it for being joyful. Your husband doesn't want to come home every day to a, you know, woman who's all haggard and worn out and griping about the kids and griping about homeschooling. It kind of wears out the family, right? It does. And it wears out the marriage. And it it wears out, you know, and so my husband and I are now at a stage and I know that there are some people listening and you have littles and, you know, your date night is going to happen, you know, on the trip where you pass each other in the bathroom because who's totally right. You know, make it glamorous. Right. Come on. I mean, you got to you got you got to work it. Right. You just you got to take what you got and work it. And work yeah. it. And we're in a yeah. season now where, you know, we're not looking for babysitters. We're not, you know, we can we can date, we can go places, you know, we can jump yeah. on cruises and and we yeah. praise God for this season. And I think, you know, I I said this on um 
on 100,000 hours outside podcast. And I said to them, I said, fall in love with the season. Move your life at the speed of your season. And and, and if you move at the speed of the season, you don't have to covet someone else's life, right? Don't you love the woman whose kids are all grown up and gone, house all clean? You know, it's just spotless, right? Right, right. The girl who's got a whole bunch of toddlers, they're coloring on the wall, and then we're comparing. Why? Why do that to yourself? Don't do that to yourself. You're just in a different season. You know, I'm finally at a place where I can put things down and I come back and it's still there. But there was a It's so amazing when that happens. (laughs) It's, it's like, no, so amazing. Stop. Like, oh my gosh. That's oh my, so- oh my goodness. You're so right. <laughs> it's so true. My daughter Savannah was over the other night for dinner and she has four kids now. So her oldest is 10. So my oldest grandson is 10. And then the youngest is one. And we have another one on the way. Nice. And she said to me, we were talking about just uh, my sort of empty nest thing. And I've been, you know, I, I can get a little nostalgic and just look back and go, man, I just cannot believe how fast that went by. And she goes, you, she goes, yeah, she goes, you really miss it. You probably really miss uh, having your house all turned upside down. I said, no, I don't actually miss that part. No, no, not <laughs> I at all. I, I don't. There's a lot of things that I, I look back and I go, oh, I, thank you, Lord, that I was able to like soak in the time that I didn't wish it away. Um, Not that I did it perfectly, but that I stayed in there with my kids. But I really, you know, I told Savannah, I said, there, there'll be the wonderful things about the next season of your life, but you're not there. So lean into the season that you're in right now and just soak it in, soak it in the, the good, the, the hard things, the good things, so much of uh, Jay's and my marriage now, if we're out for dinner, you know, I'm going out to dinner the other night, just the two of us. So weird when we do that. A lot of times I come home now and it's just the two of us too, which is also very, very weird. weird. But I, I said to him the other night, we're sitting there having dinner and no, he looked over at me and he goes, can you, be- can you even believe that we've been married now for together for like 37 years and that we have grandkids? What is going on? Like you just, <laughs> you just, you can't believe it. But then he, he said, I, I so love our family. Yeah. But he's done the hard work. It's hard work on the front end, it is. right? You want to be uh, in in you know you want to be friends with your kids. It doesn't start out that way, does it? No, it does not. It does no. not. And and I think that when you're trying to take the elevator to the top, yes, you, you get to the elevator and it says, "Sorry, yeah. take the stairs." Yeah. The elevators take the stairs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know people are like they're leaning in for some sort of magic formula, right? And Katie yeah. and Lanissa are saying, take the stairs. Take, take the stairs. The stairs. Yeah. And you know what? The stairs are what builds your stamina. Yes. The stairs are what makes you appreciate the elevator. Yes. Right? Yes. When you've done the stairs a hundred times and yes. you walk in one day and you literally can't do the stairs because you right. broke your ankle or whatever it is, or yes. you're pushing a wheelbarrow, you go, I really appreciate the elevator, but you wouldn't have if you'd never taken the stairs. That's right. That's good. So good. That's good. So girl, we should write a book. We should write. I'm always like, every time I have guests on here, I'm like, Ooh, you should, that's a great title for a book, Lanessa. You know, (laughs) I just wrote it down for you. I wrote it down. We'll get, we'll, we'll get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll circle back to that. Yeah. We'll circle back. We not like Jen Psaki does. We'll do it that in an actual better way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I want to touch on one more thing before we end uh, this session, then you'll come back for happy hour because I just, I've got um, my rapid fire fun questions for you in happy hour. And then I want to drill in a little bit more about legacy. You're in a, uh, talk to the the younger family that's listening to you. Well, actually there's two, there's two aspects of it. There are the people that are listening that really feel like they missed the opportunity, right? You can almost hear it's, it's like a, like a sadness over, Hey, I didn't disciple my kids the way that I, I look back now and I wish that I would have done that. So talk to those people first and then to the family who's just starting out to sort of, um, keep in mind, like you guys, I mean, God's been good to you. Right. And it largely, you know, I feel like he's blessed you for following him. Right. And just leaning into his word and actually believing that it's true and living according to the principles of God's word. So there's two different families that I think are listening to this now. There's the family that's like, I missed it. Lenister, I missed the opportunity. Now I I feel, um, re- you know, regret. That's a terrible feeling as a parent. Yeah. And then there's also the families who have kids and there's just, they're either in the middle of it or they're just starting out. But we want to talk about legacy. What is it, what does it look like first for the, for the mom or the dad who's like, shoot, I, I wish I would have taken a little bit more care of that part of my life. Right. That's where, that's where God's grace is. You're right in the middle that's right. of God's grace right there. You know, when I was younger, my parents were not Christians. And I was just having a 360 moment. I was down in uh, North Carolina with my grandmother and I visit her at her church. And it brought me all the way back to the time that as I was a little girl sitting in what is my great grandmother's home, waiting for my grandmother, my mom to pick me up. And and our family wasn't saved at the time, but I could hear uh, the praise and worship. I could hear what was going on. I I remember thinking, wow, what is that? What What's going on? And the Lord is the person who will move things in ways that you could never move it. And so here I am. I show up at college. I've never seen the inside of a Bible before. Mm. And I get to college and someone is ministering to me that I didn't even know was ministering to me. And I get a hold of this sweet Jesus fall in love with him. And now I am, here I am 30 years later, just a lover of Christ. The Lord's, the God's grace is sufficient when you're in that, I missed it. Because so you don't good. know what God's going to do. So maybe you have a kid out there and you're like, nope, I didn't do it. I didn't put yeah. God in first. They see yeah. me doing things that I yeah. shouldn't have been doing. God's grace, it's sufficient. So and so that that's my answer there. Um, and keep praying then. I mean, yes. right? Because, I mean, you, you don't want to look. I mean, that's the enemy, right? He just yeah. wants you to go, well, I messed that up. Right. God says, lean in. Yes. Right? Uh, pray for your kids. Yes. Right? Yeah. And there's, it's never too late to build relationships with your kids. Nope. Never too late to set the example that you want to set. Yes. Uh, it's just never too late. I love that. I love the story of where God brought you. I came from a very, very broken home. And my parents were Christians, but there was so much sin and, and brokenness in my family. And I look back on it now, and I know that the grace of God has carried me into adulthood and he will carry your children. Keep praying for him. I love that, Lenester. I love that about your story. That's right. And the subject about legacy, you know, we on my husband's side 
are still owners of a family-owned beach um, that's been in the family for seven generations. And wow, you got your own beach? It's crazy. Come and, on. And what's amazing about it, and we're featured in the African-American Museum, right, on the community floor. We've been baptizing people on our beach for 52 years. Wow. It's the story where you're, you know, it's a Naomi and Ruth story in that you might have had, you know, your mother-in-law, or your father-in-law, and there's a relationship there. And, and you're married and you lean into the other side of the family to say, I'm here and I'm going to be a part of the legacy. I'm going to train up the grandchildren that belong to my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, to be the people wow. who can take on that torch. You heard it here, that can take on that torch because part of legacy is what are people going to be saying about you when you're gone? That's right. right. And who have you equipped to do your job? Like, are you mm -hmm. giving your job away? And so we were in a really um, difficult situation having lost both of our parents at the same time and my husband being the only child. And, and it was many, many tears. But we made a decision that while we're learning, they're going to be learning. While we're good. doing, they're going to be doing and let them be a part of it. And so, you know, we've homeschooled outside the beach, which happens to be like two and a half hours from our home. And we've just made it a legacy. We've passed the torch. We've taken them to, you know, here's where you pay the taxes. Here's where you do this. And here's your, and, and it's a class. That's life schooling, right? I know you and I had our RVs together at the same time, right? Girl, you oh. know, I love my RV. I, I love mine that. too. You're my girl. And... <laughs> And we just make, I mean, you learn so much. So when it comes to a legacy, it's about not running from the past, but certainly leaning into it, taking the lessons and allowing your kids to get a glimpse of what happened in the past and where they're going and where mm -hmm. they're going and their part in it. Right. I don't, you know, we can't live like we're going to live forever. Kids need to know their part in it. And, and now, because we have older kids now and I could be gone, I'd love to see the kids, the older kids kind of take up the things I do. You know, you're wondering, yeah. how's the cooking going? I'm not here, right? How's the cleaning yeah, going? Yeah. I'm not here. How's your laundry going? I'm not here, right? <laughs> <I love laughs> that's legacy too. Moms and dads out there, that's legacy too. Don't think that you have to have this big fancy beach to leave a legacy. Can we just teach kids how to do the laundry? Can we just teach kids how to cook? Can we teach them how to balance checkbook? Can we teach them how to go around the corner and come back? That's legacy. Yeah. So we all have that responsibility and that torch, you know, mm. to pass. So, man, I could go on on this subject. This is really my thing. I, I'm so grateful to be here with you, Heidi. You're amazing. Uh, well, I think you're amazing. I'm so happy that you're here. And there, there are not enough uh, Christian parents speaking into this space, right? And and this is, um, I think it's territory that the enemy has stolen, yeah. generational legacy that the enemy has stolen because we have been unwilling either to stay in there when the, the work needed to be done or we lack a vision for it. And what you're saying is have a vision yes. for what you're, what you're leaving behind instead of just focusing on today and right now. We have a vision for what we're going to be leaving because one day, you know, we're not going to be here anymore. I was just, I spoke at a funeral for a really dear friend uh, in December. And this guy, I'm telling you, he loved the Lord. And they let people in the room just sort of stand up and say, what 
you know, what they would remember about Keith. And so many people who didn't know each other, they all said the same things. You heard a similar theme throughout his life, whether it was the, you know, the, the, um, the person that he met at a Seven Eleven that he shared the gospel with, he was just known as someone of joy and his kids talked about him that way. And all, I think 28 of his grandkids were in that, in that service. And I just thought, what a precious legacy. Yeah. They're, they're going to look back at the life of their, their father and their grandfather, and they're going to praise the Lord yes. for him and for his life. And they're going to say, I want to walk in a similar, in a similar way, not exactly the same way, but we want to carry forward that spirit of Christ. That's the legacy, That's the legacy. that we're looking to Lee. And yes. uh, I love that you guys are doing that. Uh, Linister, you've got, you, you work, are you still working with the HSLDA, correct? Yes. Yes. Tell, I, tell my listeners a little, because I of course love HSLDA. I've been working with them for a long time, but tell everybody what you do there. So HSLDA, um, I'm in the high school office. I'm one of the high school educational consultants, and I'm also the outreach coordinator to Black homeschoolers nationwide. And so, you know, I'm so passionate. There's a demographic that's growing. Yes, it's a a large demographic of homeschoolers growing. And I I love my expertise in high school and able to pour on the community of people who are underserved, right? They haven't been homeschooling. They're new to the homeschool Mm -hmm. movement. What does it need to look like? And, you know, being able to model that and also point them to resources. So at HSLDA, there are lots of great resources available for you. If you go to www.hslda.org, so many resources that will that can support your journey into homeschooling. The attorneys there are phenomenal and so many people who I call friends. So it's exciting work it. there. It's exciting. It's good. I mean, that's really how I've gotten to know you. And uh, you just, you're a bright light everywhere you go. And I just so appreciate you taking the time to come on the show with me today. Uh, is there a place that people can find you online? Yes. Yeah, so I do have a website, lenisserjames.com. You can check out my website. I like to post pictures there of the kids and their journey on my RV journey. And here's the new Girl. thing, Heidi. I have puppies. Oh my gosh. What? So I have a, a daughter who wants to be a veterinarian. So we got two puppies. Well, one was a girl and a boy and the rest is history. Okay. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? So I have these sweet little cute white multi-poop puppies and, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's, it's animal science all in one. Like, Hey, the science what? project is done because we have the babies. Luna's having babies. Oh, man. So, we're having fun. Okay. Okay. Well, that's going to be good. I, you, you and I are going to have to talk about where you'll be this summer because hopefully I'll get to see you when I'm out uh, on the road and just, uh, yeah, love what God's doing in your family. And you're going to come back in just a second here for happy hour. And we're going to find out a couple more things about your family. But I want to just thank you for being on the show today. I know it's been a blessing to uh, the men and women who are listening. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you. For more information on my guest today, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. I will link back to all things Lenissa James in the show notes today. I hope you have been encouraged. And uh, I am a woman who really loves and believes in and seeks after authenticity. And this woman's got it in spades. She knows what she's talking about. She's been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And I hope you guys have been encouraged. Like I have focus on what God has put in front of you today. You guys love your people well. And I will see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.